Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 109 about Be With Me. We're trying to be with the Lord. We're on a chronological walk through the New Testament Gospels, the events of Jesus' life. And I'm stuck on another verse today, which is always a good sign in this podcast. We're in John chapter 5. And uh, Jesus is saying uh, some things about his authority. He's basically claiming equality from, uh, with God. And this is the one, of the one of the things that he equals himself to God about. And that is verse 21. For as the Father raises the dead, we talked about that yesterday, and gives them life, comma, so also the Son gives life, to whom he will. The Son gives life to whom he will. Basically says the Father gives life to whom he will. And he also says the Son gives life to whom he will. Now what that is, is that essentially is an introduction to the doctrine of election. So what is election? Election is a biblically based um truth of God, it's it's unassailable, uh, it's everywhere in, in Scripture, Old Testament and New Testament, and it's a principle that states that God is acting, and God is choosing, and God is electing believers. So let me go through this verse and tell you my happy points and my sad points. All right, mostly I think it's four-fifths of that verse is good good news as far as my heart is concerned. Um, so the first is that God is a- a- acting. So the, the first is God gives life to whom he will, so that God is active or Jesus is giving life to whom he, lo- whom he will, that there is a God and he is at work. And all right, I think that's great news. Second thing is God gives. So this thing that that we're going to talk about is he is he's giving it to the world. He is exerting his character and characteristics and revealing his glory in this particular way in the in the glory and the um, magnificence of election. And then the third thing is that God gives life. That this is. This is a great thing that God is God is active. He's faithful to us, even though we're not faithful to Him. And what is He offering? He's offering life. He's offering life after death. He's He's preventing even preventing uh, spiritual death for for people, and He's offering an intimate life with Him between now and the time when our heart stops stops beating. And then, so, so so far, it's all rainbows and puppies. God gives life, all these are good things, to whom? That God gives life to people, to humans, to men and women. Fantastic. All right, so now we're four out of five is, is awesome. Then this last part is the election part, and this is where it gets a little throw up in your mouth because God gives life to whom he will. Wait a minute. So God is choosing people to elect and and. And I don't know if you're like me, I kind of bristle at this a little bit. I'm kind of like, well, shouldn't God save everyone? And this is a lot of people's big objection to God. And then we sort of get on the throne ourselves and say, well, if I was God, I'd save, I'd save everybody. I'd save, you know, even people that rebelled from me. And so right away, I'm sitting on this little 
Michael Smith throne, and I'm accusing God. I'm saying, God, you're not, you're not like me. And so I'm getting some throw up in my mouth, and, and the idea is uh, I'm sitting in the seat of judgment and sort of electing people that are worthy or not, which, and, I'm, and I may say 100% of people are worthy. In other words, I come to the end of my humanity and my ability to think pretty quick. So my challenge to you, to people I would say, well, you know, I'd say, everybody, do you think you understand this all? So we we all have about a three pound brain, and based on my body weight, that means that my brain is uh, one. I might have the math wrong on this. Uh, the way I calculated it was was one point seven percent of my body. That's probably wrong. Uh, I know I'll get a couple of notes from my math my math people. Anyway, it's a small percentage of even my body, much less the earth, much less the universe of the mass of the earth. So you think that my small percentage brain can calculate appropriately the suffering and the sacrifice and rebellion and rejection and refusal and judgment and God's mercy and his atonement and his hesed faithfulness and justice and his ability to create. So in other words, who the heck am I to sit in the council of God? Who am I to stand before the Lord? Um, like Eli said to Samuel, uh, it's the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. It's like, get out of the way, you knuckleheads. Versus, I think I know better. And I was, I think I may title this, Stay in Your Lane, Mr. Three-Pound Brain. Um, so I'm not saying just throw your hands up and say there's nothing to be understood about this. I think we should understand about as much of this as the Lord has revealed and then trust the rest and obey the things he gives us in the meantime. Deuteronomy 29, great verse, says, The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of this law. So my paraphrase of that is do the things that we understand and the things that God is keeping for himself. Give that to him and honor him with this. Um, All right, so let me drill this on. I, I think for me it is to know what I can know and then to trust and obey the rest. Use scripture as the primary way to, to make that understanding. Understand soberly that God's mercy does not go on forever, that there's an end point to it. In the meantime, let's trust him. Um, let, let's know that he's got death and he's got raising from the dead and he probably has election taken care of too. And I was thinking about making room for him. Psalm 110 Correction, Psalm 10, 4 says, In his pride the wicked does not seek him. In all his thoughts there is no room for God. So we're so full of ourselves that we make no room for God. That the, the prideful person does that. So take a step back, make some room for God, rejoice in his choice, and do in the meantime, do what Scripture demands of me, which is to believe and receive and don't harden my heart and come and fall and confess and repent. So there you go. There's my primer on election. And there's a guy with a three-pound brain trying to stay in his lane. See you tomorrow.